Derek and Mike podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Join us on Twitter at Derek and Mike pod or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike. This is my boy, Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? Derek, I fucking missed you, man. I feel like it's been a long time since we did a show, talked at all. Um, I think it's been two or three weeks now, right? Been a little long. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I missed it too. It's uh, it's one of those things that you don't realize um, how much you miss until you don't have it. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say here, Derek, is I missed you, man. I missed you a lot. Yeah, same here, Mike. Hell yeah. Uh, I miss doing the show. I fucking love this, dude. I love dumping my complaints and uh, all my problems uh, all over you and our listeners. Uh, it's my it's my um, therapy here, and I'm going un uh, therapied. That's not a word, but uh, stoked to be on with you, man. Well, I enjoy being your sponge along with the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Do you use the sponge for as a, as a contraceptive? Ooh, ew! I can't. Ew. I, I, I'm lying. I was thinking that that kind of like creeped into my mind too. It was kind of gross, huh? Yeah. When you said sponge, that's all I can think of. <laughs> There's no getting but, around that one. Yeah. You can tell your mind is super fucking gross when the first thing you think of is the grossest thing it could possibly mean. Not, <laughs> not the innocuous, like, oh, yeah, I use a sponge to do dishes. Like, no, that's not where my mind goes. It goes straight to contraceptive when you say the word sponge. You know, it's so funny because, and those are the people that I feel more comfortable around, I think, are the people who have those minds where it just jumps to that immediate, like, gutter. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, what's the first thing you think of when you think of the word moist? Oh, dear. Oh, stop it. It's not like condensation or a little bit wet. It's, it's, uh, it's not yeah. a cake. Yeah. It's definitely no. not a cake or anything. <laughs> or even when some, like, you know, completely normal person eats a piece of cake and goes, mm, oh, man, it's nice and moist. Like, I'm like, ew, you're disgusting. Yeah. Don't just do not say that word. Yeah. You, you've heard people say it kind of like in an innocent way. And you kind of look at them and you're like, do you know what you're saying? I don't know. I think you're, are you really that pure and innocent? Cause I don't think so. Or it's always someone too, that, that, you know, is not mind in the gutter, immature, like, like us. Um, so it'd be like your grandma or, you know, your <laughs> wife's parents or something. And they'll just be like, Oh my gosh, this birthday cake is so moist. And all you think of is you sick motherfucker. Yeah. I oh, mean, mo moist is like worse than like butt cheese. And you think it's like, like you could say something overt, like butt cheese and like, that's gross, but it's still yeah. not as gross as like the innocuous word of moist. Moist. Yeah. Moist. No, it's uh, <laughs> it is a loaded word. Such a simple word and, and, uh, and not inherently bad, but, um, that, that, that's all it, that's all it is to me. I can't hear someone say the word moist without going like, oh, and, you know, if you're kind of like, uh, if you practice the art of subversion like I do, it's one of those words where you can get away with saying it uh, and then act like you're innocent and dropping that little word out there. Ah, uh, so subversion, but not submersion, which would certainly leave you moist. <laughs> submersion would definitely leave you moist, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe drenched is a better word, but drenched is not as funny as moist, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> moist is one of those words, too, that I think makes people uncomfortable. Like, I bet someone's listening to this show right now. We probably said it ten times by now. That every time you hear the word moist, it makes you go just like, ooh. It, it, it triggers people's OCD. A... Yeah, it triggers people for sure. I've had, I've heard, listened to people that say like, you know, that's like definitely number one on their list of uh, words that are not appropriate or that they just loathe. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, another one that's kind of weird is trousers. Trousers? Trousers. People do not like that word in general. They kind of hate that one, I think. Hmm. Trousers makes me feel like punching you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, The word itself doesn't bother me. It bothers me that you used it when you could just as easily, even more easily, I would argue, have said pants. Yeah. But- why, why trousers? What are you going for? What are you doing to me here? Why, why did you force me to consider that strange choice of words? Uh, and yeah, it just makes me angry at you a little bit. Well, you have some spiffy trousers there, my friend. <laughs> oh man. They're is high trousers like an is it like an English thing? Do English people say trousers? Or is that just like an old thing like from a century or two ago that people used to say trousers? Who's saying trousers? I think you're probably right. It's not in this country, most likely. And you know, just thinking of the economics of it, like why would you say such a big long word unless you're trying to go for impact? And trousers Pants don't deserve that kind of impact. They're just pants. Trousers. Yeah, they don't need all that effort and thought and syllable. Um, they, they, they just, they're just pants. Like, relax, just move on. Just call them pants. Yeah. Why are they going to be trousers? I'm with you, you know on that. Word, you know what word bothers me, too? Women say it a lot. I guess it makes sense in women's clothing lingo, but they say tops. Like, for me, when a, when a woman refers to a shirt or uh, something like that as a top, I feel like that's a very feminine uh, description of a shirt, Um, which is fine when you're talking about women's clothes, because granted, women's clothes aren't all shirts. Guys' shirts are all shirts. They're the fucking same cut. Some have a collar, some don't, but they're all shirts. But women's tops or shirts have lots of different types. So to lump them all together in one cumulative uh, umbrella type word of tops, I'm cool with. But what I don't like is when... Women refer to guys' clothes as tops, particularly kids, like my kids, my sons. Uh, I'm trying to think who have said it. Maybe it was my wife. It might not have even been my wife, but like uh, referring to my boys' shirts as tops. Uh, I immediately cringe and go, they're shirts. Don't call them tops. I feel like tops has a feminine uh, quality to it. What, what do you think? What's your thought on tops? Well, I mean, when you say that, I just think like is... Are they wearing like tank tops, halter tops, or crop tops? All of those tops are for women. Well, except yeah. tank tops. But women cut tank tops are for women. And calling all of them uh, tops is cool to me. I'm fine with that. I think tops describes girl clothes. But using the word tops to describe boys' clothes feels wrong. I'm with you. Yeah. I, all right. Put on your shirt. I don't care it's what shirt. shirt. Just put on a shirt that is appropriate for the weather. That's how you say that. And then yeah, whatever you boys put wear it on, shirts. you know, it may be a tank top that you put on or it might be yeah. a crew top. Yeah. Oh, dude, I it wasn't my wife. It was a shopping website. I think I was on Carter's website. Uh, I have their app. Um, we buy a lot of clothes because our boys like race through clothes sizes uh, lightning fast, I guess, like all kids do. And I'm buying new clothes constantly. Um, 
And when I went on, I downloaded the Carter's app recently, and they have categories, which is a really user-friendly, intuitive app. It's a great design. But when I'm narrowing down what I'm looking for, uh, what I want to find is shirts. But what I do find is an icon that says tops, and it made me angry. And I was like, I'm in the boys section. They're not tops. They're shirts. I have to say I'm with you there. That is a very like confusing it. paradigm to be stuck in being male and being stuck with having to choose uh, between multiple types of tops when you're just looking for a t-shirt just t-shirts long sleeve shirts well in all of the subsequent categories of shirt under the tops category could easily be changed to shirts and then when i click shirts instead of tops because i don't want to click tops i'm shopping for boys uh I, when i click shirts then you can go to long sleeve sleeveless uh jackets outerwear whatever but uh i don't want to go into the tops category even though I have to because I'm shopping for shirts, but I don't want to. Well, yeah, it probably their main demographic might be women. Maybe not. I don't know. It has to but, be, right? I know yeah. I'm weird because I shop for boys' clothes. My wife does too, but I like shopping for their clothes. I like going into kids' clothing stores and I'll just buy fucking gigantic armloads of clothes for my boys. And every time I've done that, the cashier has went like, Oh, it's so nice of you to come in here and do this. We don't see a lot of dads in here. Yeah. I think, well, first, uh, are you insulting me? And <laughs> and second, why not? I, I I like to pick out my boys' clothes. I like to get them dressed. I like I like them to look cool, you know? You know, yeah, I I can't um uh, I can't relate because my wife is has the gamut on picking out her clothes, and I guess maybe because I have a daughter. You know, I would be feels... terrible at picking out a little girl's clothes. She'd be wearing like monster truck t-shirts and yeah. no tops. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if it was, a, if I had a boy, then, um, definitely I can see picking out those clothes for those. And I, I do remember the Carter days, like Carter's was one of those places, like when things go on sale, you're just like, Oh, let me swoop everything up. Cause when things go on sale there, it's like 50% off and you well, can get dude, so, literally such like, a deal. Pants are like five or six bucks. And he burns through pants pretty quickly because at his age, pants aren't like durable. You know, uh, the knees tear out in them really quick. Uh, they're like terry cloth or really light, thin sweatpant material. Um, so his 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 pants are not lasting. Plus, he outgrows them so fast. And more than any of these reasons, I buy a lot of pants for him. Are uh, he'll go through. Uh, one or two or three pairs in a day, right? After he eats and gets them all covered in spaghetti or some shit. You know, you just change their clothes several times a day at the age of two. Yeah. And um, uh, laundry probably happens once a week, sometimes sooner. But I hate rummaging through the dryer looking for pants. Like, I just want an endless, inexhaustible supply of pants. And I'll, I'll waste money on it just for convenience. So, like, when I go and buy him pants, I'll just go buy fucking 10 or 15 pairs of pants. Because they're $5 each. And then I have this gigantic stack of pants that I can just just kind of crank through, um, and I never run out. And that's that's my theory: is overbuy pants. Yeah, that's but never a pretty trousers. Good. <laughs> that's a pretty good direction. We kind of went. Maybe we were just kind of lazy, or we don't like to shop or something. Because I remember it too. Laundry was every day. There is yeah. no day where you're not doing laundry. Because of those reasons. So you're just like, okay, let's do, let's start laundry up. So it was yeah. just a continuous and we, thing. And we should do laundry more often. I mean, we're, we're just always, uh, 
slammed right now with both of us working full time and all that kind of stuff. So it just it feels like it's easier to have a ton of pants and and then space out the laundry than to do laundry every couple of days, which we end up doing anyway. But um, I don't know. I hate I hate the thing where I'm like, oh, I want a long sleeve shirt for him because it's cold outside, but not cold enough for a jacket. So I just want a, a long sleeve T-shirt. And then I'm looking all over the place, go dig through the dryer, go look over here. Oh, maybe there's one on the on the pack and play and whatever. Like, I, I, I hate that. I feel like that's just wasted time. And I would pay $5 to avoid that. So that's why I just buy way too many long sleeve t-shirts or short sleeve t-shirts or pants or whatever. So there's always just plenty of them, more than I need. Uh, and then it's easy. And maybe that's like uh, kind of a, a rich guy, wasteful way of thinking. But I don't know, dude. I'm all about convenience. And for me, the the cost of $5 just to have an extra shirt in case I need it is so worth it. Um, and then I also equate yeah. things, too. It's like, okay, so it's a little wasteful. Just be like, oh, it's just $5. Like, oh, yeah, $5 adds up. But, dude, every time you go to a valet or dinner or something like that, you, you just tip that guy 5 bucks without even thinking about it. That could have been a shirt. That 5 bucks could have bought you another shirt and, and saved you... 10 minutes of hunting through the dryer and, and every room in the house looking for that long sleeve t-shirt, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, because like when you have two young boys, like you do, like every minute you need every minute because, you know, you can't be running to the dryer and being like, Oh yeah, let, let me see if it's in the dryer. Let me see if it's over here. Uh, but yeah, having that ready at hand, I agree. That is like, uh, that's just so much more convenient because you, uh, your hands are I'm full. that way. I'm that way in a lot of aspects, even my own kind of shit. Um, like in one example of convenience and overbuying is um, screwdrivers. Uh, I buy a lot of screwdriver sets where I'll have like a Phillips and a flathead, just the standard kind of medium sized, and I'll put them all over the house uh, so that if I'm ever upstairs and, you know, I notice uh, something loose like on a door handle or on a on a power outlet faceplate, you see some of the kind of screws are backing out or whatever, a loose screw. I don't have to go all the way downstairs to the one drawer where I keep a screwdriver and get it, walk all the way back up and do that because then I just won't do it. Um, so if I have screwdrivers everywhere within within a step or two reach, then then I then I handle shit. So that's that's something I buy a lot of too, and I place them all over the house. So there's always like a screwdriver handy. Same with tape measures. I have uh, two tape measures upstairs, two tape measures downstairs. Um, because I just don't want to have to go look for one. That's a good point. And then I'll expand that to scissors and box cutters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a box cutter. Like I am all, you know, I have probably 30 box cutters and it's essential that I have them ready at hand. The, the only caveat there is, uh, with young kids. And I think your, your daughter's over that age of, of, of danger where if, if I have a box cutter with an arm reach, my boy is going to find it and grab it. Like, it's going to happen. He, he opens every drawer. He finds everything on every counter. Um, so for something like box cutters, and, and even screwdrivers, honestly, because he can hurt himself with a screwdriver for sure, but uh, i gotta, I got to be aware of that and make sure they're in a lock drawer with a baby lock or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny, the difference between, like, my daughter, she's just not that way, really. Like, she can sit and look at a box cutter, and she's she couldn't be more disinterested in it. Um, even at a young age. And, you know, I think it kind of left me a little bit like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about, you know, I mean, definitely things like scissors, something sharp that's like obvious 
where she can um, grab a hold of that real quick and you know do some damage. That's that's always like been my purview. But like a box cutter, she just uh, would never be interested in that. So I do lay them out, and I never thought about it that way. But you know, definitely the difference between boys and girls can be kind of profound in the ways that um, boys explore and run around and just are interested in every little aspect of things. And I'm not saying that there is all relegated to to boys and girls. I know there's definitely um, a spectrum in there. Well, and maybe it's the type of item, and it certainly depends on the boy or girl because, you know, not all girls are interested in the same stuff and, and all that, obviously. But generally speaking, boys are attracted to things like tools. Um, so I know when my boy sees any tool like walking through my garage and sees any tool on my workbench or whatever, like he wants it. Like he really, really wants it. Like I want that screwdriver. I want that drill. I want that hammer. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm not giving you a hammer. Are you kidding me, dude? Um, uh, (laughs) but, but little girls are probably not so attracted to those tools in general. Um, but maybe something else would be equally, uh, attractive which my boy wouldn't find attractive. You know what I mean? Like, or are boys just more, I see that I want it, gimme, 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 than girls. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like more tactile might be the way yeah. they just want to touch things and grab them, get a hold of them and explore them and figure them out. Uh, yeah. My daughter's not so much like that, but I mean, she definitely is like, she loves to draw. She's really good at drawing. I'm really impressed. She's And she's been taking piano lessons. She's And the, the piano wow. teacher, uh, you know, she's seven, and every single t- time that she goes, there's a new compliment to my wife about how really? dexterous, yeah, how dexterous is that the word, dexterous? Um, she is, because and then he said to her too. She told me she's like, yeah. He said it's amazing how fast I can move my fingers. I'm like, oh man, it's just such a. It just makes my heart so warm to like have her. That's awesome. Be interested in piano, and then I practice with her too. So I'll be up over there and I'll be practicing. And I mean, she she really is talented. And we figured this out like um, when she was six, and she went to Nantucket, and she just took like one little piano lesson. And based on that one lesson, uh, the teacher approached my wife and said, you know, she really has good rhythm. I mean, they were impressed even after one one lesson. So I was like, oh, man, she has got to get into piano. Man, so. that is so cool. I can't wait till my boys. My boy's really interested in piano. We have a piano in the house, and he loves hammering away on it. But I think maybe in a year or two it'll be time for formal lessons when he's he's more, um, I don't know, disciplined or has better attention span and, and something like that. But I can't wait to get him into music lessons. I think he'll love it because he's so into music. Uh, so that'll be fun. And he lo- He does look like a drummer to me. You know, uh, I dude, he, he loves one. all music, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my older boy loves to play drums. He loves, um, he, you know, he doesn't really understand the mechanics of a guitar yet, but when he gets on my guitar or bass, he loves strumming it. He's just so into it. It's super cool. I see. Uh, I don't know why this came to me, but like when I saw your youngest, and I'm not, I know their names, I'm just not using them. Um, I said bass player. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I don't know All why right. it was. It was like one of the first things that popped. I'm like bass, bass player. He just looks like a bass player. Well, maybe my boys will be like the Jackson Five. They'll be like, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll just start a family band, and then I'll uh, I'll force them to play more than they want to, and become like really abusive and stuff, like Joe Jackson, and then they'll become rich and famous and resent me. Um, maybe that's our future. And my daughter can be the singer. You know, my daughter, uh, she knows, she has the vibrato when she sings. 
Like oh, at wow. seven years old, she's singing. And me and my wife, like she'll be in the, um, the bathtub and she'll be singing and we're just kind of, we're listening. Um, and we're just right out, we're both like right outside the door looking at just staring at each other's <laughs> face while she's singing. And then she breaks That's in the so vibrato great, and she's like, you know, I can't do it, but she's like, ah. yeah, and, and you're I, just I'm like just so like, proud and overcome what? with, yeah. Like oh, our, our jaws drop open and we're like, uh, don't let us, let us hear us or see us. So we're outside the door right now. Oh, oh. Uh, dude, we have a guest on the line. Do we? We have a guest. Our first ever, a Derek and Mike podcast uh, first. We have a guest. I don't know if it will work. I think it will work. Uh, yeah. You and I tested it before the show and yeah. it worked in, in test. So let's try it in real life and see if we can uh, bring in our guest. Oh, connecting to audio. Come on, Zoom. You can do it. What's up, buddy? Rick Finger is What's on What's the up, podcast. <laughs> All right. Oh, so here we go. We have, we have our... Hold on. Oh, 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 shit. Technical difficulties. I think I got you. So Rick Finger is Finger. one of our oldest and dearest friends, and he is joining us live from the island of Lanai in Hawaii. Wow. Very true. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's Finger? up? How you doing, Ricky? Yeah, aloha. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Damn good to see you boys. Well, I only see Mike though. Where is Mr. Derek? Oh, uh, dude, Derek. I'm in Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee. I couldn't be further from you almost. I'm halfway around the world, really. There you are. You really are, my friend. Yeah, you really man. are. It's been a long time, dude. Damn good to see you, boys. I'll tell you man. that. <laughs> you too, dude. Yeah. Damn. So thanks Ever for... since I heard about this podcast, I'm like, I got to be on this some way, somehow, man. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. That finally happened. Fucking A. <laughs> dude, man. No, no. It's super cool, brother. It's awesome of you to make time to, to jump on with us from while you're working, uh, but we won't tell anybody. Just tell, don't tell your boss about the show. Oh, wait. You are the boss. Oh, that's right. Oh no, Ricky froze. Oh, oh we got we got a bad connection <laughs> from Hawaii here. Oh, uh, you sound like you're underwater. Uh, I was gonna say it looks good from my end. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're off and on. You're good though. <laughs> you sound like you've got awesome. your face yeah, like. Yeah, no, I'm actually uh, playing a little hooky right now. So I need my nice, nice, yeah, right on. Are you uh taking a lunch break, eating some like poi or uh some freaking uh pig cooked buried in a in a dirt pit? Not yet. That's tonight. Ah, you're gonna put on yeah. your grass skirt and entertain the the crowds. You don't want to see this guy in a grass skirt. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID really got a hold of me, my ways. I don't know if you can tell by my fat face, but uh, yeah, COVID definitely hit Rick Finger pretty hard. <laughs> well, I think so. we all gained some weight during this time, bro. I'm hearing you. I had a trifecta though. Right when it happened. My dad passed away. I quit smoking cigarettes and COVID hit all at once. Damn. So, yeah, it hit me, hit me pretty bad. So I'm, I'm in the recovery mode as we speak. Well, they say bad things come in threes. Uh, so hopefully it was just all uphill from there, man, because that's pretty brutal. From your mouth to God's ears, my friends. Man. Absolutely. But damn good to see you guys. I didn't know if there was a topic today or whatnot. Do we wing it? Uh, yeah, we, we always kind of wing it. That's our format is no format. So, uh, we're just kind of doing our thing, dude. We're shooting the shit about, uh, clothes shopping for our kids and, uh, how our kids are like amazing, talented musicians and, uh, will one day be able to support us as we get old. 
Um, so Damn. yeah, I'm not going to really contribute much today at all. Then. <laughs> well, do you have a topic? We, you you want to? We could talk about uh, anything, dude. I have, I have, dude. When when I talked to you yesterday, Ricky. Uh, oh, oh, actually, what it was is Derek. I was talking to your brother, Ron. Um, oh, you're talking to Ron. So I was talking to Ron the other day, and he said that he's been listening to the podcast, loves it, super fun. Uh, he wants to join us also. And then I told him, yeah, actually, I just talked to Rick, and Rick said he's going to jump on the podcast with us. And Ron asked me to tell a story um, that uh, that I promised him I would tell. So I'm sorry, Rick. <laughs> okay, it's all good. Go ahead. Okay, do you remember being at uh, camping at Skyline when you broke the... <laughs> The, the famous tree swing at Skyline. Hey man, if I think about it hard enough, I can still feel the scar on my head. <laughs> okay. So, oh my God. So we were we just decided to hike back into Skyline, which is like a, a protected land near Corona, California. Um, so it's the Cleveland National Forest, right? That's correct. We were back there hiking. Uh, brought a tent. Um, brought some uh, uh, party paraphernalia. And had a lot of fun and, and just chilled out back there. And at night, when it was pitch black, um, we were going on the tree swing, which is like a famous, well-known thing for everyone that goes back in parties, right? For as, for as much as we know, that tree swing had been there a long time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, many generations had enjoyed this tree swing and told <laughs> tales of its greatness. And, and it was this known, awesome thing at the Skyline Campgrounds. And uh, we enjoyed it. So we went there. We were partying, swinging around on the tree swing. Then it was pitch black. And we were still up, faded as hell, partying and playing on the tree swing. Uh, and then here came Ricky. And um, <laughs> uh, who was all there? It was uh, you, I. Actually, it was just me, you, and Ron. It was just the three of us? Yeah, we, we, we had a fifth of the peppermint schnapps. Schnapps. And we had, an ounce of the dirt, we had an ounce of the dirtiest Mexican weed we could get our hands on. Yeah. which <laughs> And I remember it was pitch black, and all we had was that high-powered flashlight that Ron had. And you couldn't even see us on the swing. We said, I hope that you can follow us with the light as we're swinging from the hill. And the next thing I know, and it's Ricky's turn. Yeah, so we were, you, as you were swinging around, we all took turns, and then we were, like, shining it on the person swinging. So we were sitting on that log, right? The log that ran kind of, that was on, on the ground, a fallen log. We all were sitting on that, shining the flashlight on whoever was swinging. So Ron and I were sitting on the log and shining the light on you as you were swinging. And I remember uh, you swinging around toward us, and then we heard a snap. Ah! And then we ducked, so the light went off of Ricky, so everything went black, and all we heard was do 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 do. And we're like, "Oh no, Rick's dead!" So, so we ran over there That's with not the light. Too far from the truth. It was something like that. Oh man! And then we ran over to you on that grassy hill with the flashlight and found you just slumped over, moaning in pain. And we're like, "All I remember." Hey, just imagine how worse it would be if I didn't have all the peppermint schnapps in me at that time. Oh, man. yeah, the schnapsteria saved you for sure, dude. Yeah, dude, you guys didn't want to haul my fat ass out of that two-mile forest. Dude. Oh, I'm no, sure. no. Oh, God, that would have been terrible. I didn't even think about that. If you were, like, really hurt, we would have had to freaking, we would have had to carry you out. Yeah, and, well, at that time, it wasn't that big. I was on the swim team in high school and everything at that time, so I was, like, the... I, w I couldn't have been that bad, really. But all I remember is you guys were looking for me, and I'm just sitting there like, am I dead? No, I'm not dead. 
<laughs> I'm not dead. Okay, okay, I'm not dead. Sweet. <laughs> did you hit the log, or what? Did did you hit the the ground directly, or did you hit the log first, or what happened when that rope is, broke and the light went off? Yeah, you know, I remember my knee hit the log, and oh. then I I fell over the log and I hit my head on the ground. Oh god! And then that was it. And I just remember you going, "Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go?" That's all I remember hearing. Oh man! <laughs> and oh, I was like, I, I think I'm dead. I think I'm dead. Oh yeah. god, that was that was tragic. But hilarious. It was tragic. But you know what? Even then, I wouldn't change a thing, man. That's a memory I'll have in my memory base forever. Oh, dude. man. And there, there's a lot of those, bro. There's a lot. Of, for some reason, Ricky Finger is prone to bad shit happening to him, dude. Oh, I don't know what man. it is. Yeah, and, and then so so ended the illustrious life of the legendary tree swing. Uh, that, yeah, that, that that's, that's true. It all came you can't cr- bring me anywhere. It all you came crashing to an end. Yeah, future kids who had heard tales of its greatness showed up, and they were like, "Huh, where's that tree swing? All I see is a is a frayed rope at the top of that branch. I don't, I don't, I don't see the tree swing." Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there for that, but I remember the next day. Well, definitely hearing about it, uh, maybe a hundred times, and then the next day we. <laughs> Is this correct? We we went back up there. I remember going back up there. Maybe it wasn't the next day, but going back up to to inspect to see what happened and to reminisce oh, on. Did we really? You went to, you I, went back there with this? Yeah, because I'd never been there before. But I remember going to that area and um and laughing about it again. I I mean I I wasn't really <laughs> laughing, but uh, <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah, uh, we, we went, went back, back to survey there. the damage. Huh? I don't remember yeah. that at all. We must have been really hungover because schnapps is a shitty hangover. And I don't even drink, you know, so that really hit me like a ton of bricks. I remember that. <laughs> it hit you like a log in the ground. Oh, it hit me man. like a log. <laughs> man. Yeah, so Ron wanted me to remember that with you. He, he wanted to uh, polish off that gem. Oh, man, no. And Ron... Uh, I really wish you could be here today with us. That would be the greatest show in the world right there. Ron know? is sleeping. Oh, man. He's we working, definitely reminisce about Ron Shepard. He's working overnights right now. So he starts work at like 2 or 3 or something and gets off work at like 6 a.m. So right now Ron is uh, is uh, just going to bed. Just going to bed. Hey, do you remember at Ron's house that one time? I forgot who it was. But somebody actually uh, jumped in his swimming pool for a dollar with all their clothes on. I do remember that. I want to say the guy's name was, was Jacob. Jacob Woodstum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, hey, man. Ron's like, hey, I'll give you a dollar if you jump in my pool. He's like, okay. And he gets up starting to take off his clothes. Ron's like, no, no, no. You got to do it with all your clothes on. He's like, oh, okay. So Ron puts a dollar in the pool. He jumps in his shoes and all. And he gets out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, Ron, can, can I use your dryer and dry off my clothes? Like, no, in fact, you got to leave right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he them out right then and there all soaked to the bone. <laughs> we were dicks to each other back then. Oh, oh my man, God. there was some good times back then. Dude. Dicks is the, is the word. Yes, dude, sir. Dude, I remember Ghost in your backyard. You had a pool in your backyard. Remember, we were back there hanging out, and Ghost was standing next to your pool. Wearing shoes and pants and the whole thing, and for some reason just dunked his whole leg in your spa, and we're like, "What the fuck was that, dude?" And he's like, he, he said all- something like, "Oh, I just wanted to see if there was water in it." Like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, man, he's there's like, water, water in it." And now your fucking whole leg and shoe are soaked. Like, why, why, why would you do that? You know, that was that was a finger fest '97. Oh, was it? <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the first time Good versus Evil played in my backyard. That was the that was the first time Good versus Evil played anywhere, dude. That that was like oh, our first show. 
Yeah, we still have that well, recorded on... too. I've got I've got VHS footage of that. Do you really? Yeah, dude. I got that whole thing on tape. And then not not just our set, but when um Portal played right after us and he smacked his nose on the mic and started bleeding. Yeah, yeah. The what was that guy's night? name? Was Carlos or something? The singer? What was his name? Uh, Carlos Carlos Montserrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos so, Montserrat. Oh, dude, and Javier was the bass player. He was fucking good. That whole band Javier was really was good. Absolutely. Wow, and, good memory, right? And yeah, dude, and and yeah, the singer like jumped up while he was rocking the house and smacked his face on the microphone and just started just gushing blood out of his nose, and um. Kept singing, just blood everywhere, dude. And yeah, we, actually, I remember we, we played in no, your stop. dog run. Remember, you had a small, like, uh, chain link fenced off dog run right in the middle of the backyard. Um, oh, yeah. So we were, like, inside your dog run, and then he just bled all over the place there. And then someone found, like, an old, dirty, ancient, scummy, just disgusting rag on <laughs> in the backyard somewhere and handed it to him, and he just held this just disgusting rag on his face, wiping all the blood off because it was so dark no one could really see. And then the next day you see it and it's just covered in blood and it's like old, like dog hair, greasy, been out there for a year and a half rag, dude, that someone found. Like that was, that was, uh, that was something. You know what, you know what that rag was? I never told anybody this, but Uh whenever we got in trouble as kids, my dad would send us out there with that rag and pick up by hand all the dog shit in the backyard. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, are you serious? Yeah, he wouldn't let us use the pooper scooper because it was our punishment. We had to pick it up by hand. Oh but we my didn't want to use it. That makes the story so much better and so much more disgusting. I never told anybody that, dude. Oh my god. Dude, I remember that rag, and that's why it had dog hair on it. I remember it being greasy and or well, maybe it wasn't grease, but it was disgusting and covered in hair. Like that rag had been there for a fucking lifetime. And uh, I just thought it was one of those old corner rags that, you know, just the forgotten rag. But, dude, that was like that was that was like pooper punishment picker upper rag. Ugh, dude, that is so gross. What do you think of that, Derek? That's pretty gross, (laughs) I would say. Yeah, (laughs) I had to see this disgusted look on your face. You're just like, ew. Ew. Oh, and not man. Here, dude. We had some good times in that backyard, let me tell you what. I miss it. I miss it a lot. We had a lot of good room. times at, at, the, at that house. At a lot yeah, of the houses, man. Were you there when we lit off fireworks in my mom's garage? Which time? Oh, we did it more than once? Yeah, we did it more than once because uh, Ron came over and made that, uh, what do you those dry ice bombs oh yeah yeah Remember where you those? put like dry ice and a paper and towel right or something inside of a two liter you and ryan were causing a muck boxes. whoa okay you're exactly say, and then say all that again yeah you put dry ice in a, in a two liter bottle you close the cap off and like within a matter of minutes it just explodes like you don't believe you know and we did we got a little kick and a little era with that one for a while uh yeah and it just uh we got mischief, mischievous with that, if you will. <laughs> you know, it's interesting how how we used to learn how to do things like make pipe bombs or make two liter bottle dry ice bombs or any of that because we didn't have the benefit of YouTube or anything like that. Like we had to learn these skills. <clears throat> we had to learn these skills through through word of mouth and from friends and from 
you know, uh, people like that. Like, it's just different these days. Kids have the benefit of YouTube. They could probably go out and and uh, make a, a, a heat-seeking torpedo or something with the, with the shit they find in their own garages. But we had to figure it all out from scratch. We were fucking bootstrap uh, arsonists back then. Well, I remember... Yeah, uh, we were the last. Yeah, I, I had brought back one time... I, I took a trip back to Knoxville, and I brought back a suitcase full of fireworks. And I don't know if you remember, I think that might be when uh, Ron had the bug, the Volkswagen bug, and you guys oh, were yeah. shooting the fireworks out, out of that. Yeah, we were launching, <laughs> firing them out the window. Yeah. That's safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Derek, you deserve your credit uh, on explosives because you were really the next level of explosive know-how. Um, you You knew what was up, dude. And you took our game from amateur to competitive level when it came to blowing shit up yeah i would make my own powder um i think it was 18 percent um uh sulfur two percent red phosphorus um and then the rest kind of gunpowder and that does make quite a mixture that's uh kind of explosive wow yeah wow <laughs> bill, bill nye over here shit yeah no uh yeah. not so proud of it but Man, yeah. yeah, we used to blow a lot of stuff up. I, I, we're lucky to all still have ten fingers. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, oh fingers. Oh, or most yeah. of them. <laughs> we only have yeah. one finger. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're right. There is only one finger. Yeah. One fingers. But you're right. Yeah, we were absolutely nuts. Absolutely crazy. Oh man. <laughs> Man, dude, Ricky, you got a oh, bad geez. connection, brother. Hey, I was gonna say last Wait, say it again. Yeah, I remember Derek. Derek was the computer genius when I first met him. Like when I first met Derek, and and we we're hanging out with him. That's when chat rooms just started on the internet, you know. And we we're still trying to learn our way around a computer. But Mr. Derek, he was the one we went to because he knew everything. And I just remember that's and then uh, your your brother Tups. That's when he entered the scene with us too. And speaking of Tups. I miss that boy. How is he doing? Oh, he's doing good, man. He's uh, married and he's got a, a young baby girl, um, uh, right. one years old, and uh, living in Denver right now. Yeah, he's doing good, man. He's he's in software now too, so he's good for yeah, it. he's doing good. Uh huh. Yeah, dude, I've lost touch with that boy, dude. I miss you guys, man. It's been a while. I was going to think about all you guys today. I know. I, I was actually. When Mike was telling me to come on the show here, I was trying to think of a couple stories about that. And every time I tried to, Tubbs would pop in my brain. You know, I don't know why. Well, do you, but, did uh, you listen to the uh, the Vegas episode? Uh, vaguely, actually. Here and there, as I'm working, I have you guys in my ear while I'm working. So I I'm, I'm heard it, but I just can't remember everything I heard, you know? Yeah. That yeah, sounds like no. <laughs> dude okay so we told the story in there i hope we got it right but there's a lot of fun stories from vegas you got to listen to that one um but what i remember is when we first arrived at vegas i think we showed up at the um oh god what casino did we first show up at uh the western casino i'm blanking on the name of it now but we first showed up and didn't you just tackle Chris through the door when we arrived? Oh, yeah, that was the frontier. The frontier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it right in the yeah. other episode. That's right. Um, yeah. 
And I remember I was walking with you and Chris was by himself because that was, if I remember correctly, that was when we partied all night and we decided to go to Vegas because you had like four grand in your pocket. And you're like, let's just go to Vegas and have a good time. It's on me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was young and stupid and lived with my mom. So I had no bills and a $4,000 commission <laughs> check. And we, we were basically up exactly partying all night in my mom's garage. And then as the sun came up, Tup's dear brother, Derek, announced that he had never been to Vegas. So I went, well, fuck that. Uh, let's let's go now. And Ricky is always down for a good time. So Ricky just said, I'll drive. And we drove to Vegas that morning and uh, talked Eric and Ma into joining us out there. We told the whole story on that other podcast. But yeah, that, that was hilarious when, when we showed up at the frontier. And as we were walking through the big sliding doors, our first entry into the Vegas, uh, you just tackled Chris through the front door, went sliding in on the entryway. And that slide was like a good 30 feet long, too, man. It lasted a while. <laughs> and the golf oh carts were good. And, and Chris wasn't supposed to be there, remember? He, he begged us to take him home, so he gets in my truck and passes out. Oh, we were taking him home. I totally forgot about that part of it. We didn't tell that part of the story. We kidnapped Chris. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he, we, he, we told him about Vegas. And he's like, fuck no. I, was like, I don't want to go to Vegas, guys. Will you please just take me home first? I'm like, okay, fine. He's like, well, I'm going to go crash out in your truck. Dude. Just let me know when I'm home. I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, he wakes up and the big thermometer's out the window. And he's like, what? What? Yeah. Where are we? Uh, state line? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. I totally forgot. We kidnapped Chris. We did. We totally kidnapped him. It was great, dude. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit those were fun times we used to be down for whatever dude those are fun times uh great memories great stories we really used to get into some fucking hairy shit whoa that sounded weird say that again remember we mentioned the street legal golf cart yeah the golf cart yeah yeah and then uh you guys were like chucking beers at like this punk rock guy and you remember he was chasing us and he couldn't quite get to us and then he finally gave up and ma and you were like let's go around the block and get him again <laughs> let's go get him again yeah that sounds about right yeah but we could never find him he was he disappeared oh man yeah i forgot and then about we're that doing donuts. we're doing donuts in a dirt lot drunk as hell and those two bike cops are just watching us Remember, and then they they never did nothing though. Ah. So like, we were stupid, man. I don't oh, remember that. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, no, we were idiots, and uh, it was so much fun. Um, I mean, goddamn, dude, it really made for some fun stories. Uh, sometimes oh. I just sit and remember that shit and just go like, wow, it's amazing that we weren't uh sent to jail or killed or anything. Like we just we were insane, dude. Amen to that, dude. Yeah, oh, man. Remember that the- was a good trip. Remember the honking episode, Rick, uh, with the golf carts, and we were honking on the strip, and then oh, and then yes. all the cars started honking with us, like every car on the strip. It was such a trip. Remember that, dude? Absolutely, dude. <laughs> uh, and that's when it was a mom. Somebody was just like ah, the whole time, and then lost his voice. I think that was remember? was it Chris? Oh, was that Chris? Well, dude, remember Chris remember kept honking your horn, I think what it was, dude. And it, it, he just kept reaching over. Like, he was sitting shotgun, and you were driving, and he just kept honking your horn. And eventually, dude, you got, like, full-blown mad. Like, stop it. Like, he wouldn't just, he wouldn't stop. And you were getting so mad at him. That sounds about right. <laughs> He's relentless. 
Oh, Jesus, that was good time. That was Tufts' first time in Vegas. I did not know that. Yeah, part. I forgot. Yeah, that was why we went. He had said he'd never been to Vegas, and I was just like, uh, "Well, let's go now. I've got cash. Ricky can drive. Let's do this." Yeah, you know, I, I got a couple of crazy stories about Tufts, man. But the one that comes into my brain the most is remember we went to in cahoots that dance club in Riverside. Oh yeah, we played a show there. They. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we played a show at a country bar, which is a little odd, but I do remember that show. Yeah, so we get in there, and they they made us uh, pay a $10 cover charge even to get in there. And it was some kind of fundraiser, but they didn't tell us this part yet. So we get inside of Cahoots and we're partying for like five minutes, literally, like no more than 10. And then they kicked everybody out for some reason because something went wrong. And as we're leaving, Tufts was like, you know what, screw that. I want my $10 back. You know, he goes to the front, and the chick's like, what? He's like, yeah, I was here for like five minutes. You guys kicked us out. Give me back my friggin' money. And the chick's like, well, this is a fundraiser for my friend who died. He's like, I don't give a shit. Give me back my 10 bucks, you know? <laughs> and then everybody's like going to kick our asses, dude, because we were such dicks about it. We wanted our money back, and Tuff's about ready to get us all killed, you know? Uh, I'm like, just give me 10 bucks. It's cool. <laughs> this is like, oh, this is for our friend who died. Like, yeah, I didn't know him. Yeah, give me back my 10 bucks, bitch, now. <laughs> Why? I don't remember that part of it. Why were they, I mean, did you guys, we obviously didn't even play yet if you were only there for five or 10 minutes, right? This was just an, 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 a crazy night that you guys didn't play. We just went to go have a good time because we had nothing else to do. Oh. You know? So we get over there and you were with us, Mike, I believe. I don't know if Derek was, i tell you the truth, but huh. we were forced to leave and they were threatening to kick our asses if we didn't leave right then and there because of our stupidityness of wanting our $10 back. That sounds you know, right. It was, like, it was a big deal dude, for some stupid reason, dude. <laughs> and, and that's when we go back to your mom's house, we're partying, and then Tubbs tried to tackle Ma to push him in the pool, <laughs> and Ma just stood his ground and Tubbs just fell like a ton of bricks. Dude. Oh, I remember that. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, Ma had like a good stance and Tubbs just decided to like run right at him and try to tackle him. But he, he literally like flattened himself as if he had ran straight into a brick wall or something because Ma was just planted. That's right. He just, he just crumbled. Oh man. Yeah. He just crumbled like, like a pigeon flying into a skyscraper window or something. Oh. Wait, you got to say that again, dude. Your uh, your your Hawaiian phone signal is not good. <laughs> That's the two. Not everything like that, dude. I'm sorry about that, guys. Oh man. Yeah. That's the two greatest memories of Tups I got, dude. I'll never forget them, dude. Dude, it's great. One of my greatest memories of Tups is not funny at all, but um it's when we played at we played a show at Slick's Billiards in Norco. And we asked him to open up for us. And he's a great, I think, a great musician. Um, and uh, uh, he, he wasn't really sure, you know, how that was going to go. You know, he was just kind of like, oh, uh, I, I've never done that before. I don't really know what to do or anything like that. But um, we talked him into it and he opened up for us just basically playing acoustic and singing his own songs and mm -hmm. it went over really, really well. He did a great job, and uh, his music is fucking great, dude. I hope he's still playing and writing because he's—I think he's great, dude. I love his fucking his songwriting. He's a good singer. I really dig his style. So he was a little apprehensive because it was like, really, I'm—I'm like—I'm almost like folksy in a way. How am I going to open for a punk rock band? But he did, and it was great. <laughs> 
they were cheering him on that that night. That was yeah. uh, that was actually pivotal for me too because I didn't realize how good of a musician Chris was. And he started playing, and I've listened to him play for quite a while. I think we were roommates, and they were just they were they wanted an encore, and I was like, what? And they just wanted him to keep playing. And I don't know if you remember that night, but like he his thumbnail came off. And he was oh. bleeding. He was just gushing blood all over his yeah. guitar. And they're like, play, play, play. And I was like, yeah, you guys don't have to pay for his medical bills. You know, this is what I yelled out to the crowd because I wanted him <laughs> to get off stage. I'm like, shit, you know, but he just kept on going. And uh, yeah, he was a big hit that night. Uh, that went over really, really well. And um, yeah, dude, that's that's fucking cool, dude. I, I, I hadn't thought about that for a while until now. And um I was really impressed. I knew he was good because I'd heard him play, but I guess I wasn't honestly sure how how everything was going to go um, in that setting. But yeah, like you said, dude, it went over really, really well. Beautiful. Yeah, I vaguely remember his guitar playing. I do, but now that you mentioned that, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot about that though. Yeah, yeah, he did really well, man. That was that was fucking cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I really wish you guys could get together again and reminisce all these old times without a podcast even, but yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, dude, it's great to fucking talk to you, man. And it's cool that you are joining us from Hawaii. I mean, your signal kind of sucks, but still, like, what an incredible era where we can all get together from so many different faraway parts where I'm in California, Derek's in Tennessee, Ricky's on an island in the middle of the Pacific, and uh, here we are talking shit together. Who needs Facebook, huh? Right. I'm not on Facebook. there anymore. <laughs> no. And no. high school reunions. Screw them too. Yeah. 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 No. Um, <laughs> high school reunions. I've never gone to any. Have you ever gone to a high school reunion? Did Rick or As a matter of fact, I did. Oh, yeah? Was it the 20 year well, uh, or 15 year? How old are we? Fuck. I went to my 20 year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We're old. Yeah, we're old, dude. We're really old. I even feel it, dude. I feel old. I'm only 43, but I feel 63. You know, something wrong with that. <laughs> How was the high school reunion? How did that work? Did you see anybody? Did anybody go? I didn't even know about it. Tell you the truth, brother. I mean, it was just like the 13th grade, man. You showed up there and everybody you knew was there. Like all the cool kids, really, that you remember. And, uh, you know, all the people I hung out with since elementary school showed up, you know? So wow. it was really fun for people like me because I got to see everybody like that. And I was actually with my girlfriend at the time, wife now. So she got to go and enjoy it with me and it was a great great time i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to the 30th <laughs> nice right on man the 30th did they do them or i mean how 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 does this work dude how do you even get to, how do you know about it how do they know how to reach you i don't even know that they know what my number is you know it's funny you say that because uh on our junior or senior year you sign up on this uh callback list so whoever's on the actual committee has your information and they call you about a uh, six months in advance and see if you can make it. If you can, they ask for a, you know, a contribution or some kind of donation for them to set it up, you know, and okay. I missed the tenure because I was stuck at work, but I got to make it to my 20 and they, uh, in fact, uh, you know, Kurt Kriska and Amy, you know, uh, yeah. Brian Ma yep. and his wife or uh, Kurt Kriska's wife is Brian Ma's sister. Okay. She's the head of the committee. Oh, so what? she Works. actually knew me already. So that's how I kind of knew. It's not no to you. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're not on some like list um, that you get notified. You just happen to know uh, the classmate who is organizing the whole thing. 
Well, I really don't remember getting put on the list, but if you remember back in high school, Mike, you were my friend, even though I was a senior and you were a freshman. Yeah. Remember when I had the time capsule? Yeah. And we were put stuff in my little time capsule right there. We even put like a little nug of some dirty weed in there and everything. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, wow. And uh, that's when they made me sign the little uh, class reunion form if I wanted to be contacted in the future for it, you know? Oh, I probably ditched that day. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were sick that day, dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sick of school. Dude, you remember us ditching? You had that awesome little Mazda 323 car, and we had a lot of fun times in that car. And was, you were a good, a good responsible time. student, so you earned legitimately a uh, lunch pass, right, or whatever they called it. So you were allowed to just drive off campus at lunch, or you even had early dismissal because you were doing so well in school. You didn't even need all uh, all classes all day long to get your needed credits to graduate. So Ricky was like a uh, um, a super fun guy and had all the fun that we did, but he was also responsible and you got your shit done where we were just fun and irresponsible. So I was ditching all the time. <laughs> and, Every group needs one. Yeah. And yeah you, you were always like the designated driver. If anybody needed somebody, I mean, not that yeah. you weren't down to party, you were partying all the time too, but, um, yeah, you could be counted on. You, you probably saved some lives <laughs> through your, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably, down more bars than any of you guys and i never drank at all yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah no, hey, you know how many times i have to decoy for you boys i hope it worked i really do you know oh man well yeah that one time that well several times actually you helped us ditch where we would hide in your uh trunk as you were going out for yeah. your you know totally allowed <laughs> legitimate off-campus lunch we would hide in your trunk and uh get off campus and <laughs> never come back uh that was a fun move that was a good time right there, bro. Yeah. And then remember, you were dating some kind of girl. I forgot her name, but she, I did not like her at all. And she called me like a Jew bastard or uh, something one day. In my- I do remember that. Her name was right over Crystal. Her out and like, I'm like, yeah, she's back here. Crystal. Yeah, her name was Crystal. Crystal. Yep. <laughs> That's her name. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, get the hell out of my car. And you're like, oh, yeah. You know what's really weird, too? Uh, is, I did, is she was like so sweet. She was just like a really sweet girl, but that was weird. I do remember that. Yeah. What did she say? She, she hated me, dude. And she always referenced my Jewish heritage, if you will, to make fun of me, you know? And wow. she, one day, she got under my nerves and we're driving somewhere. We're kind of far from home, like about five or six miles. But yeah. she said, something. I'm like, er, sound on the brakes. I'm like, get the fuck out and walk, you whore. What? Mike's like, like, are you sure, Rick? It has to be like that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and I, I was so mad. I was like, Mike, you can go with her if you want, dude. And you're like, no, see you, Crystal. <laughs> and you stay in the car with left. <laughs> ah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think that's where our relationship ended. Um, yeah, I think that was the last of the, the beginning of the last. <laughs> for sure. Wow, man, I forgot all about her. She that's so weird because she was really like this nice, quiet, sweet girl. Um, but Not apparently, she was a little bit of an anti-Semite. That's that's weird. Yeah, no, she was definitely a bigot, dude, for sure. Wow, you know what's weird too, and maybe I'm just naive, but um, I don't I don't have a lot of racism in me. Uh, there, there's some. You know, I acknowledge other races and I like to tell racist jokes and all that. I'm certainly not above racism, but I don't have like a deep seated hatred for any race. Um, I like to make fun of them, but I don't have any like animosity or any of that. It's just not in me. 
Um, but it's always tripped me out why people don't like Jews, why people single them out. And I don't see the difference. Like, I don't get it. Like, OK, so you're white people and you're a white supremacist and you hate blacks or Mexicans. Like, I mean, I think you're a horrible person and you're wrong, but I get it. You've identified <laughs> someone of a different color entirely like okay that that i can wrap my head around i mean i think you suck but i can wrap my head around it um <laughs> but i have not understood why uh like nazis for example they're like okay nazis um we hate jews like why what, what did why, why jews i don't i don't i don't get it all i know is there's just as many jew jokes out there as there are like black jokes you know what i mean so, well and i'm a big uh, fan of those I, I love racist jokes uh, I really do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm still working on my book. It's called Fingers Funnies. Ah. And it, the first 45 pages are racist jokes. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you know, that. So. You had a lot of those. You had a lot of Jew, Jew jokes that you would tell. Oh, I got all the jokes in the world, brother. I still retain them to this day. I can keep you busy for seven hours straight just telling jokes. All right, you know? pick, pick your favorite. <laughs> tell us your favorite Jew joke. Oh, that's like saying what's your favorite song. You know what I mean? Right, well, like, just, okay, it doesn't have to be your favorite. Just tell us a good Jew joke. A good Jewish joke, huh? Let me think. Let me think. You know why Jewish people have such big noses? Why? Because the air is, air is free. Ah, I've heard that one before. All right, that's pretty okay. good. All right, hit me with another one. You know why Jewish people like to watch porno flicks backwards in slow motion? No. We love it when they give the money back. <laughs> all right that's new i like that that's funny that's good that's good i got my moments, I got my moments. oh uh, man or did you hear about the little jewish kid for 50 bucks no so what do you mean you need 40 bucks i've got 30 bucks i just gave you 20 bucks Watch them out for 10 bucks you'll probably get five <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that makes me think of we would always say, you know, like the uh, the, the super racist and insensitive thing to say where it's uh, if you're negotiating a lower price, you're basically Jewing the person down. Uh, I like oh, how yeah. Ricky has always said, oh, I, I mead that guy down. I, I, I think that's very funny. <laughs> I told him the mead price. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I love that, dude. I love I love when you can make fun of yourself. Uh because I'm all about white guy jokes. Like, dude, if you got any great white guy jokes, like I'm all ears, I'll laugh my ass at them. And some of them are probably true about uh me and mine, but that's 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 good. I enjoy that. We've talked about that before, Derek. Like, if you can't poke fun at people, not like mean spirited and like truly trying to hurt them or whatever, because that's fucked up, but it's fun that we can all just laugh at ourselves. Or uh, at a race, yeah. Without, yeah. without animosity, like, yeah, can't we all just poke fun? Like, I mean, why not, right? Yeah, we lost that. We just seem to have lost that along the way, and uh, it's just kind of silly. We've all been so scared of the cancel crowd, uh, even though you don't like you're saying, you know, we don't have any animosity towards anybody. We're just kind of everybody just pokes fun at everybody, and that's kind of how it should be. Really, it's just I, I like we, it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I, I, I want, like my Asian friend. I want to make fun of him for driving slow. Um, but you know, <laughs> that that's fucked up to say. Like, come on, dude. I mean, <laughs> Asians kind of drive slow. I mean, I'm sure there's some Asians out there that are that are like incredible race car drivers and they can drive way faster than me. I'm sure that exists. But in general, they drive pretty slow, and it's fun to say. Well, so, and and like off. how Mexicans in Mexico drive really fast and crazy, right? 
but in California, they drive so slow, like in the slow lane. I don't like what <laughs> yeah, what happened here. You know, yeah. yeah. What happened? Is there a switch you flip? You know, as you're as you're crossing into the U.S. or something like that, or or how's that work? It's only it's only because you need a green card to prove that you should be here if you get pulled over going that fast here. So yeah, back at home, you don't need that proof. They can do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, dude, this that reminds me of something that Adam Carolla has said that is racist but funny, uh, and it's essentially. Uh, about black people and how they're simultaneously the fastest people on earth and the slowest people on earth. So like they're obviously some of the best athletes in the world, the fastest, you know, uh, Olympic runners and uh, sport, uh, football players and whatever, dude, black people are generally very fast. Um, but he, he always says that when you see uh, a black person crossing the street, they're going slower than anybody. So he's going, they're simultaneously the fastest people in the world and the slowest people in the world. And I find that funny. And yes, it's racist, but uh, it's fucking funny. It is fucking, it's hilarious, you know? And it's like, and yeah, you, you can make fun of yourself too. I mean, you have to make fun of yourself too, right? And and oh, it, it, it's like Chappelle, like he, he, he has no qualms making fun about himself and his own race and everything too. And that kind of that buys him some leeway where he can make fun of other people as well. And and we all are laughing. Like, I mean, let's just we're yeah. all friends at the end of the day. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest here. Like, there aren't many white people, white guys at least, who can dance well. Um, Derek, you might be an exception. You're you're a pretty good dancer, but I think you're pretty good for a white guy. You yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, I'm still in the white guy category. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Like, I'm I'm bad even for a white guy. Like, I'm just really bad at dancing. Um, I've never seen you dance, Rick. I don't know if you're good or bad, but you're white, so I assume you're not great. And you're welcome. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll just spare the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the two left feet of anybody I know, dude. So yeah, no, no, I don't dude. like it. I, I only dance. Gun on me and says, "Dance now, motherfucker!" You know? Man, I am I am so fucking bad at dancing that normally I just avoid it entirely. But sometimes I'm forced to try to dance, and when I'm forced to dance, I do the completely stereotypical but entirely true white guy, like, fist pump kind of dance where you're just shimmying a little bit, pump your fist, and I'll even, like, bite my lower lip. Like, the, the terrible, like, I'm, I'm such a stereotype. I'm so bad at it. Uh, every joke about a white guy dancing is embodied in me. So, yeah. well, you know, this I'm is the second one. time that you've talked about dancing and how bad you are at dancing. Yet uh, you have no proof. You got to bring some proof now. This is, oh, I mean, I think we okay. need to make that a rule. You can't talk about how bad you are twice and not present proof. You too, Rick. <laughs> I think we need to get some footage of you dancing now. <laughs> we need some video evidence. The only, way, of this. the only way you'll get that, Derek, is if you go to my Facebook page and watch my wedding, dude. Uh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That's what I was oh, going to say. I, I don't remember you dancing at your wedding, but uh, I'm sure you were holding um, your wife on that day. Your oh, wedding. Yeah, I was, and she was the lead. I didn't believe that. Yeah. Believe your wedding that. was so fucking oh, fun, Ricky. Wasn't it though? You know, you're not the first one to say that, Mike. Out of everybody I talked to, they're like, "That's the best wedding I've ever been to in my life." I'm like, "Really? Well, sweet." <laughs> okay, so for a few reasons, well, shit, like you, like you talked about, like the uh, the class reunion was almost like the 13th grade. It felt like your wedding was a class reunion, like all of the old friends who we we haven't seen in forever or don't get to see often enough. Like we all got together, and it was such a fun, casual atmosphere at such a cool, chill place that it was 
like the best party that you could throw. <laughs> I mean, it was so fucking fun, dude. It was a great time. Beautiful. I, I've never actually even seen a wedding where you're already at your reception tables during the ceremony and everything. So everything was all comfortable like that, you know? Yeah, and, it's uh, like, settle in, have a drink. We're going to get married right now, and then we're going to continue the party. Like, it was yeah, a great was venue. No, yeah, that, that yeah. venue was great, too. I mean, even just, like, we were hanging out in the parking lot, like, beforehand and just, like, yeah. cutting it up. And just, man, it was just such a blast. Oh, it was an Italian well, restaurant, people- right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was Angelo and Vinci's restaurant in Fullerton. And uh, I don't know if I got told you guys this part, but that's where Anka and I had our very first date ever. Yeah. You know, so that's why it was so special. And then we found out that they, they do wedding venues. So we had to do it no matter what, you know, it was just our thing. Yeah. And then everything went off without a hitch, man. Everything went off greatly. Two days later, we're, we're in Jamaica. And I just, I wouldn't change a thing for the world, man. I found my soulmate. Everything went off great. You guys were all there to help me enjoy it. And, I God, I got, I'm kind of mad that it's over. I want to relive it one more time. Oh man, yeah, dude. You know what's really what's cool too is that you did enjoy it because I think for a lot of people it's really hard to enjoy your own wedding because it's so rushy, rushy. Go take a picture, go do this. Okay, now wrap this up. Go talk to this guy. Shake his hand. Go see grandma. You feel so obligated through the whole thing. It's hard to sit back and enjoy it. And um, yeah. I feel like yours was so chill that you guys were actually oh. able to enjoy it, which is cool. Thank God. Yeah, it was so tough to get something to eat because when you on that part of the wedding where you have to stand up and go around the table to table and you know thank everybody for coming, that took forever, which I loved. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But uh, we never had a chance to eat. So by the time you guys send us off in our limo, the, the driver's like, "Hey, we going to the beach?" We're like, no, we're going to get some food. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> we're, we we're fucking driving through Burger King or something. I bought and a I pizza. Forgot where we were. Oh, oh that, that's right. So, 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 Derek, you and Ron, you guys ordered a pizza to go. <laughs> yeah, we did. It went off so quickly. And that's right. And we just ate that fucking pizza on the trunk of your car in the parking lot. Yeah. That was that was cool because you had good food at your at your. <laughs> well, Ricky's connection is really bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's kind of a robot in a hallway. Isn't that the best pizza you've had? Oh yeah, that oh. was that that pizza is like bar none. Was uh yeah, dude, the cheese was so like liquidy and drippy, like it was it was just incredible, dude. It was really great pizza. Oh man, yes sir. God, I miss it already. I. I, I... Haven't had that shit in a long time, man. And now you guys are making my mouth of water. All right. So you and Anka should renew your vows at that same mm-hmm. restaurant. And let's just do this again. It's funny you say that, dude. We already have it planned out. It's going to be 330 to 39, dude. Mark your calendar. Oh, oh okay. So only only 18 years away that soon? That's it. <laughs> on, our 20th, on our 20th anniversary, we're renewing our vows at Angelo and Vinci's. Oh, yeah. man. I'm sure by then my doctor will tell me I can't eat pizza like that anymore, but fuck him. I'm eating it. <laughs> 39. You got wow. our bl- that's so far out. Our blessing. Yeah, we should go there before that. Like, I, I mean, you know, that, that sounds good and we should do that, but maybe we should go there, like, maybe sooner. You guys just say the word, man. We live a mile away from that place, man. You guys should just come over and hang out anyway. You guys go there pretty often? No, no, we actually don't. We, uh, we kind of, that's like our special, special spots. We have it like maybe once every three months or maybe once every five months, we'll have a Angelo and Vinci's pizza or because the pizza is only half the battle, dude. Like if you ever get a chance and study their menu, 
I don't think you'll ever have pizza, man. And they got cannolis Whoa. that will just knock your socks off, bro. Whoa. Like they're straight up authentic Italian. Well, they are authentic Italian. Absolutely. And it's worth the wait, man. If you have to like, usually it's like an hour wait for anything, but uh, it's worth it. Wow. You know? Huh. Yeah, that place well, they had was a cool packed. bar. Not that you drink, but you could always just go have a beer in their bar or something. They got a pretty cool bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's called Wapo's, the little takeout place right next to it. But, yeah. yeah. I Man. can't say enough good things about it. Now I just want pizza. That pizza was too. so good. Yeah. Even off the trunk of your car, Derek, it was really good. I know. That was fun. There's, I think there's something extra fun about parking lot pizza. There's something like, uh, like, like nostalgic or, um, just fun about eating pizza off the trunk of a car in a parking lot. It was quite <laughs> memorable. I agree. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was super good. I remember my wife. See, I always find it better the next day, dude, you know, when it's cold out of the refrigerator Ooh. and that cheese is all cold. Do you eat it, yeah, you eat, cold you eat it cold right or out or of the oven? It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know my move now with pizza is we have a toaster I'm oven. I'm a cold guy, dude. I love it. Dude. Well, I like I like cold pizza too, and really nothing. Uh, uh, great fishing boat food, by the way, is to order pizza the night before, keep it cold, throw it in some Ziplocs, and bring it out on a fishing boat. And that is really easy to eat food while you're out on a fishing boat. Um, and it's it's fairly clean too, because when your hands are all bloody and disgusting and covered in scales on a fishing boat, you can still eat pizza by just holding the crust, eating the entire pizza, even you know seventy uh, percent or more of the crust, uh, except the part where your fingers are touching, and you can you can eat that pretty easily on a boat while fishing. So, um, fun fishing tip is cold pizza. But my uh, my move now with reheating pizza is the toaster oven. So like all. I'll load up the toaster oven with last night's pizza and almost cook it entirely so it gets a little bit crispy, but not fully, fully, fully reheated. So it'll be like 80% reheated. And then I'll throw it in the microwave for like 20 seconds just to melt the cheese. And then it's crispy, fresh, tastes like it's just out of the oven. And the cheese is all bubbly and melty. Um, and it's it's freaking bomb, dude. It's almost as good as it is as, as, as it is when it first comes out of the oven. You're so refined. Wow. Yeah, that's my pizza. That's, that's my uh, pizza move. That's pretty special. I I am like a Neanderthal when I'm eating pizza. I'm just so hungry. I'll just pull it right out of the fridge and just start eating. You can't wait like three minutes to reheat it. No, but you know you got me uh, wanting that that uh, what is that called? That little oven that you have? Oh, uh, a toaster oven. Toaster oven. Yeah, I've heard so many success stories with this toast with toaster ovens that I I think I need to get one. It changed our life. And that, that, that's, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. Um, yeah. It is. It, it's a lot to say, but uh, I mean it entirely. Like, it really changed the way we cook new food and reheat uh, leftovers. Um, and it's upped our our uh, grilled cheese sandwich game. It's uh, reheating. Reheating pizza is like, is like oh, my God, dude. Uh, you, 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 you can only do it with a toaster oven once you go that route. And then once you do something like a stupid frozen burrito or something it cooks so much quicker in the toaster oven than it does in the big oven so instead of waiting like 25 minutes for a fucking microwave burrito which no one's waiting 25 minutes for a frozen burrito you're just going to eat the shitty hard crusty thing that comes out of a, a three-minute microwave session instead of waiting a half an hour in the fucking oven yeah. um you know because who's got a half an hour for a frozen burrito the whole reason you're eating a frozen burrito is because you have no fucking time right if you got a half hour to cook you'll make something good but don't they have time is up the 
Yeah, don't, and don't they have some with the air fryer now too? Like they have an air fryer that. built I have, in. I have heard some good shit about it, and I'm considering getting one because I've heard good things about air fryers, but I don't know anything about them other than people who I trust say they're great. Don't they have like a toaster slash air fryer combo? I think is what I heard. I like, that is what I'm into. Imagine. Because yeah. I, I've been in the Instapot lately. I'll tell you what, that fucking Instapot, I love it. I love that thing. Instapot, is that like what, a weed what, delivery what, service? That's a, a pressure cooker. So oh. like, it, it's like it's like a slow cooker, but it, it, it does pressure too. So I guess it like, it cooks way faster than like, you don't have to wait 10 hours. You can wait 30 minutes and it'll do the effects of something that takes like 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's badass. I mean, you know, my wife and I, we got one for our wedding. We got a badass air fryer and still in the box, untouched, man. Oh, oh break that bad boy out. I want to, we need an update never, on I've that. I've never done it before. I've never done it before, but I'm excited to try it. You All know, right. but I've never, yeah. Well, when you're home from the island, uh, you need to test that out, see how it is, and then come back on the show and tell us because, yeah, we need to know what's up with these air fryers. I'm hearing good things, but I, I don't, I don't know what's up. Well, I'll make you guys a deal, man. Why don't you guys come over when I get home and help me use it, and we'll have like a little luncheon party. Yeah, Derek, fly out to California. Yeah, let me get my let me book my ticket. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a hop, skip, and a yeah, jump. It's not that come far. On. It's not that far. Yeah, have you have you been back to California since you moved? I haven't, and I don't have any desire. Really, I don't believe you. Yeah, thank you. Wow, Rick. I, I figured you'd uh, have condolent. You'd uh, appreciate that. Yeah, you know what's so crazy, dude? Is much, I mean, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna listen to this later, Rick, and you're gonna know why we're laughing. I talk a lot of crap on it because well, the people, the people are nice. The people are. Cool. <laughs> I was like, "What's so funny?" Oh, anyway, you sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. wait to get home. Dude. Oh man, you sound like this. <laughs> in a long hallway you sound like a robot in a long hallway like a like a sloth yeah it's like this one spot i gotta put my hand on my head my left foot up oh that's yeah. perfect don't move yeah yeah be your own antenna okay now start again <laughs> say, say it again uh can you hear me now yeah yeah gotcha there you go it's like hawaii brother i talk a lot of crap on hawaii but it's actually a pretty cool place, but I'd much rather be back at home. I'll tell you that. Uh, so. Yes. Um, so you're on a trippy island, though, where Lanai is, like, privately owned, right? Yeah, well, there's an oil tycoon guy. I believe it's oil tycoon. His name is Larry Ellison. Okay. And he bought this island from a guy named Murdoch who used to own all the dole fields over here. You know, the pineapple juice dole? Uh-huh. Um, actually, all the factories and everything were here on Lanai. And then when Larry Ellison bought it, they put all the uh, pineapple plants over in the Philippines. So now it's privately owned, and he's renovating the whole island. And he bought the island for like five hundred million, and he already spent like another five hundred million on the island. You know, and wow. That's what that's what we're doing here now. Is he just built a couple of personal homes? Uh, Elon Musk has one. He has one. He's uh, building another one for his security team. And that's what we're doing here now is building these homes for him. I bet so, you're building you so, bunkers for him, too, with the way the world's going. No kidding, dude. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, it's so hard to be on this island, boys. Like, you got to go through a bunch of hurdles just to get on Lanai because because Larry Ellison bought this island, it's not ran by the state of Hawaii anymore. He has, like, his own council and his own kind of government here. It's called Palama Lanai. And you have to go through all of their regulations. 
So you have to have a mask on 100% of the time. You can't even go inside a restaurant and order food without showing your vaccination card first. You know, and it's pretty crazy. And uh, they take no friggin' prisoners here, man. You, you got you got to abide by the rules or they have no quarrels kicking you off the island and 86ing you forever. Wow. You know, so it's, it's crazy. I've already that, seen it it's crazy that a private guy can just buy that island. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that part of the state? Doesn't the United States like own that? That's almost like some super rich guy going like, I bought Rhode Island or I bought Colorado. Like, what's the difference? It's a portion of a of a state. Yeah. So I yeah I don't understand how that I works. Hawaiian Island, I really did not, but it's possible because I'm living it right now. Yeah, that doesn't wow. sit well with me either. I'm like, come on, like uh, so we've have, gone too far. We've kind have of you gone ever, too. Have you ever been to Hawaii? D? No, I've never been there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Lanai is a small island that's virtually untouched. Of course, Ricky's over there touching it and turning it into a metropolis like all the other islands over there. But essentially, it's the most raw island. Well, I don't know, in comparison to Kauai or whatever. But Lanai is like, I mean, it's like, it's it's natural habitat all the way, right? There's no giant hotels or there's very few, right? There's few restaurants. How many How many people live on Lanai? Oh, when I first got here seven years ago, there was 2,000 people. Now there's 3,200. Wow. There's, uh, there's two resorts on this island, one on the beach called Manelli Bay. It's a Four Seasons. Mm. And that's what I was doing here for the first six years is renovating all those rooms down yeah. there. And then up in the city, the city is literally like at 1,800 feet or 2,000 feet. And you go from sea level to 2,000 feet in a matter of seven miles going wow. up on a windy road. Wow. And then you come to Lanai City. And Lanai City... Is literally just a crap load of houses, uh, and everything revolves around a park up here called Dole Park. Mm-hmm. And there's there's two grocery stores, a couple of restaurants, and that is it. Wow, you know it's it's pretty secluded up here. And everybody comes here that is rich and famous, and they want to come to Hawaii and not see the crowds. You come to Lanai. Yeah, you I know, know what I mean. We did a day trip there when we stayed in. We were in Maui, and Lanai is just a quick boat ride from Maui. Uh, so we jumped on a boat in Lahaina. And uh-huh. cruised over Lanai to Lanai for the day, and it was, it was beautiful because yeah, it's there's no there's no it's not like you know all the streets lined with bars and restaurants and, and hotels and all that like like Maui and I mean a lot of Maui is untouched, but obviously Lahaina the town the downtown areas are, are all super developed, um, which is awesome. But then you take a boat over over to Lanai, and we went to the beach, and the beach is just so pristine and untouched. And we're out there just swimming in a little lagoon or a little bay right there off the beach, and sea turtles are swimming around us and all that. I mean, it was incredible. Um, Such a fun place to go for the afternoon. But, yeah, I don't know about spending weeks there. No. If you're here for a matter of a week, it's beautiful. But if you have to work or live here, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I tell everybody the same thing, bro. The well, second I'm done with this job in Hawaii, I'm never coming back, dude, ever. You know? You've, I mean, you've like, spent a lot of time in Hawaii. I mean, it's an amazing place, but you're like, I'm good. I've been there. I'll go see other amazing places. And, and my, my wife and I already talked about this. If we ever want to go take a tropics vacation ever again, we're staying in the Caribbean. You know? Dude, yeah. totally agree. Like, you, you, well, you said you went to Jamaica. You guys honeymooned in Jamaica. Yeah, and so check this out. Long story short, when I was doing the honeymoon uh, reservations... I was, I looked at the package I wanted in Hawaii and it was twenty six thousand dollars, right? Yeah. I got the same exact package in Jamaica and it was like literally sixty two hundred dollars. Well, and it, it so, is all inclusive. So in the Caribbean, you can do these all inclusive trips, which include you know you rent your ho- you get your hotel the room and then you get all the food and all the drinks you can take. 
Some limitations are, are included. Some places have no limitations, and it's just free for all. Um, but you can't do that in Hawaii, as far as I know. You, you can't get all-inclusive food and drink packages. No, you can. You can only you can do that on Oahu, and you can do it on Maui, but they don't really? offer it on the big okay. Hawaii. Okay. All right. Oahu. Yeah, but that's what I did. I looked at that first because I wanted to do that because uh, Anka loves Hawaii. She mm. does, and so I wanted to do that for her. But then when I found out I could get the same exact trip for twenty grand less, and we're in the wow. Caribbean. Wow, it was a no. Dude, Jamaica is amazing. I mean, I Sarah and I have been to a lot of um, vacation spots and quite a few all-inclusive resorts like the Bahamas and uh, Cancun and Jamaica. And for us, Jamaica was hands down the funnest. They're all amazing, but Jamaica was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I will gladly go back. Uncle and I just went for her 40th birthday last June. We went to Acumal, Mexico. Nice. And that was fun. Don't get me wrong. That was yeah. fun, but it kicked its butt. Yeah, that was kind of my experience in, in uh, Cancun. Cancun was amazing. We did uh, really awesome day trips back into the jungle and went to some ancient Mayan ruins, uh, which was incredible. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did it. We had so much fun. But yeah, I, I agree. It didn't compare to Jamaica. Jamaica um, was just incredible. Yeah, I will gladly go back as a happy, happy camper. We should I'll all go that. back there. How fun would that be? Because I've never oh, been. Dude. I would love to go to Jamaica, and I would love to pay for all-inclusive, too, because I'll tell you, there's nothing like going to a resort uh, restaurant, open up that menu, and not having any prices on that bitch, and just being like, yeah, I'll take two uh, tunas, fillets, a uh, bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's... And the, 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 the one part that we liked a lot is we had to swim out sweet, right? And uh, oh, so you open shit. up our back door, we come on our patio, and we had our own pool, right? Well, on the other side of the pool, we had our own drink guy, you know, like in a little like kiosk cart just serving alcohol, right? So what's really cool is it's all free, so all you got to do is tip them. So if you get one drink, it's a dollar. If you get 20 drinks, it's a dollar. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we, we did, did that. That's all you got to do. At the resort we went to, like they, they literally would have a great time. At the resort we went to, they wouldn't accept tips. So every time we would order something or whatever, we'd try to tip when we first showed up. And the and the servers were always like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, we can't take that. Um, they did covertly make it known where if you guys want to tip us like at the end of your vacation, that's okay. But you got to keep that hush-hush. But you can't tip us every time you order something. We went like, oh, okay. So we stopped. Wow. And then oh, throughout the whole week or however long we were there, we made note of certain people totally stood out as being... Uh, really cool and really great. Um, so we went back and we gave them all one tip uh, individually before we took off, but they wouldn't let us tip them little things like that, like a couple bucks here and there for food and drinks, like throughout the whole vacation, which was cool um, because it's kind of like this, like I, I guess the, the way I could best describe it is it's like a, a, a true vacation when you don't have to carry money or make any money decisions at all. Um, you know, like when you're in Hawaii, you're going, oh, should we go out to breakfast or should we just have something here at the Continental Breakfast at the hotel? Like, yeah, we'll just eat something quick here and then we'll go out to a nice dinner. Like, okay, cool. You're making money decisions through the whole thing where when it's all inclusive, like you said, Derek, you literally, you just kind of wander down to the breakfast thing. You sit down and go like, I'll have seven omelets, uh, or whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> and they just bring you an incredible array of food. You eat it all. And then at the end you wipe your mouth, you stand up and you just leave. Like you don't. You don't do anything. Yeah, we went to Puerto Vallarta one time, and it was all-inclusive. Ah. And uh, 
it was kind of the same thing. They didn't really accept tips uh, so much, but we did insist on giving the, the guy that brought us up to our room a tip. And what was great is like, if you do get an American Express, a lot of times they will like uh, put you in a better room and there happened to be like a hurricane coming. So we got this enormous room. It had to be like 1600 square feet. We were really impressed. We were like excited about getting the room. We walk in the room. Megan's like, tip that man. And I'm like, okay. So I gave him a $20 bill. He brought back up five minutes later, a bottle of Don Julio and Yeho for Whoa. that. I'm like, Hey, that was well worth the tip. So yeah, I, I don't buy alcohol a lot, but I mean, that's probably what a 30 or $50 bottle of booze or something. Yeah. Right now, probably here in America, definitely like 52, 50. Yeah. Not that, not that like, I really know. Wow. Yeah, of course. No. Yeah, oh, fifty-two dollars, give yeah. or take. Yeah. I don't it's like know. fifty-two, yeah. but fifty-two fifty. Uh, yeah. After tax, you know, yeah. fifty-two seventy-three was the last time I buy it. But I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, I miss all-inclusive trips, and I've never been on an all-inclusive trip with a friend. Just my wife and I, which exactly. is kind of fun. And every yeah. time we go to one, we talk about as we sit there and we're drinking free drinks and eating free food or included food, I should say. Um, all we ever say is it would be so awesome to do this with friends. Like one of these days we have yeah. to do this with a couple, um, or a couple couples because this is incredible and it would be so fun to do this with friends. It's always a missing you know, ingredient. It's, yeah. it's so funny you say that too, guys, cause I'm going to throw this out there right now. I already told you, I think Mike, but not Derek, but, uh, next June for Anka's birthday again, I'm going, we're taking the Alaskan cruise Ooh. out of Seattle. And so um, I can, my travel agent tells me if I sell 10 cabins, I can get a hell of a deal. Ah. So I already, I already got five couples committed. And if you guys want to be part of that, please let me know. I'll you... pitch it to Megan. The thing is, is like Alaska, like I don't see her going to Alaska. Um, oh, I, oh, I would no. love to do it, but yeah. You, uh, well, okay. So first, my first thought is, is that the reason you came on the podcast today, Ricky, was to pitch your, your 10 cabin uh, opportunity? Are you, are you hawking I really want to tell you my Jew joke. That, that's the whole person. <laughs> my, my, my sales sense is tingling over here. I see what you're doing there, Jim Burns. Oh, Jesus. No, I didn't even mention about my uh, chew the fat off pills I'm doing now that you guys need to try. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Ricky's got all kinds of shit to promote here. All right. No, then my second thought is, okay, so um, misconceptions about Alaska. And my wife surprised me with an Alaskan cruise once. And my first thought was, huh, it doesn't sound like a really fun vacation to be freezing my ass off the whole time. And then I thought about it more and I thought, no, this is going to be amazing. Like, it's amazing scenery. Like, this is going to be really cool. Normally, we go to, like, tropical resort locations for vacation, but we'll go to a freezing-ass uh, ice vacation. Like, okay, that's different, but let's do it. And then we did it, and it was, hands down, one of the most unique and amazing experiences we ever had anywhere. Um, Beautiful. I would totally talk to your wife about it, uh, D is is her, her first impressions are probably like, oh, I'm just going to be fucking cold the whole time. Um, and yeah, weather is a crapshoot, but they only do Alaskan cruises through like the three summer months or something like that. So chances are it won't be that cold. I literally wore shorts and a t-shirt the entire time. Um, so it was not cold at all. And the scenery itself from a cruise ship is, it's it's like indescribable. So it's so... Men photographic where you you have to get a balcony room. Um, so get a balcony room. And as you're cruising along the Alaskan coastline, it's 
it's almost more incredible than the stops. Like the stops are really cool. You're in these really rad little Alaskan towns and you do incredible stuff and see cool things. But the scenery from the ship is so amazing. Um, just glaciers and fucking whales breaching right next to your balcony and, and pods of killer whales cruising by and like just mind blowing national geographic type shit. And you see it all from the comfort of your balcony. So you can literally be out there in a bathrobe uh, as warm as you want to be sipping a cup of coffee on your balcony, watching this national geographic shit unfold right in front of your face. It's unbelievable. I'm with you. She'll never be on a, a cruise ship. Now I think about it. That's oh, so it's not the cold. An, it's the cruise ship. Well, that's there too. Yeah, it's the well. Part of it would be the cold. Part of it would be she doesn't really like to do anything on the vacation. She just likes to like be at a beach, and right. um, you know, just sipping on a mai tai kind of thing. So well, but I but count me in for like a Jamaica because I most certainly can get her down there, and that yeah. would be cool uh, too, Rick. Like. Uh, Anka, you, me, Sarah, Mike. I mean, how dope would that be? Because you're all you're always missing your friends when you go on vacation. I, like every vacation I've had, I'm like, this is great. You get to share it with your wife. But I wish I had my friends here. Like that would just be that would, you know, and then go to dinner together and just like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, guys, you guys had me at hello. Yeah. You know oh I mean? man. Yeah. No, I totally agree, dude. And my, my wife's always said the same thing. We're there hanging out, enjoying these great restaurants, great pool bars. The whole thing is such an incredible experience. You're right, Derek. The only missing ingredient is if we could just share this with friends, it would be in, incredible. Yeah, and I would love to nothing more. In fact, Uncle and I were talking about this. We would love nothing more than taking an actual trip with some friends like Cabo or something realistic, you know, and uh, just go out there and enjoy the good times and have some memories. Cabo. Ones, you God know? damn. And, Have you guys ever been to Cabo? I've been to Cabo, and I think Anka's been to Cabo, but we've never done it together. All right. Yeah, Cabo's rad, dude. The fucking Giggling Marlin. Did you ever go to that bar? Which one? The Giggling Marlin. The Giggling? No. When I was there, I was 13 years old with my dad. Oh, so you guys probably didn't hit the Giggling Marlin. No, no, we stayed away from that and all the all the, uh, all the donkey shows. He wouldn't let me go watch or nothing, dude. So well, Okay, well, two yeah. things first. The Giggling Marlin is rad because they they... They have one of those, like, you know how, like, when someone catches a giant fish, they hang the fish up by their tail from a rope, and then you take yes. a picture, right, that thing? Uh, they have a rig like that in front of the gigging, giggling marlin, but they, they rope you around your ankles, and they hang you upside down, and then pour shots, you know, in your mouth while you're hanging upside down, and that's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so do that. I, I doubt you did that when you were 13 with your dad, but next time you go with Anka, you got to let him string you up like a giant fish and pour shots down your throat. Or up your throat. You remember how tough it was for you guys to let me do a keg stand on my 21st birthday? You think yeah. I'm going to let that happen? You got to. You dude, you're in Cabo. You have to go to the Giggling Marlin and let him string you up, dude. It's just, it's mandatory. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If you guys want to make a trip, I will do it if you guys are with me. Man, I haven't been to Cabo in forever, dude. Cabo's fun. Uh, a little sketchy, though. Um in the donkey show, you brought that up, dude. I was actually, <laughs> strangely enough, I was talking to my wife about the donkey show the other day. <laughs> And uh, I don't know that it exists. Or maybe I'm not good at finding it. Or I don't know what's up. Because we've been to Mexico a lot. Right, Derek? Both, well, you too, Ricky. Yeah. We've been to Mexico quite a few times. Um, uh -huh. We weren't exactly hunting for the donkey show. But we weren't not looking for it. That's for sure. We weren't trying to avoid it. If it was there, we would have we 
stumbled across it. You're right. It probably would have found us. It, yeah, kinda, yeah. You well, know, we're the type yeah. of guys who the donkey show is seeking. <laughs> they want our money. We were definitely uh, the right demographic and probably in the right locations that it probably would have found us had it been there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just convinced it doesn't exist. I think it's a, I think it's a mythical show. Maybe I'm I, wrong. I think Adam Krola has mentioned a donkey show before on some podcast before. So I do oh, think like, there like, is a donkey show. Like firsthand, like he he saw the donkey show. He I he can't remember that, it. or if it was like one of his uh, co-stars that had been to a donkey show or something. I think All it was right. maybe a co-star that he had that was at a donkey show. So I do okay. feel like it does exist in some capacity. But well, what about you, Rick? What's your thought on the donkey show? Fiction, well, nonfiction. I think it's actually nonfiction. I just don't think you're going to find it in the Americanized places like Cabo oh. or Edis, if you will, or Rosarito. Oh, but TJ. you stay in Tijuana. Yeah. I think in Tijuana, they got daily shows like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I've been to TJ. Yeah. Yeah. No. And maybe you just need to go into even uh, darker, sketchier streets than the streets that I ended up on um, to find the donkey show. And uh, I don't What's know. It Revolution Road, you know they got that, dude. Oh, man. You know? All right, well, maybe it does exist. I, okay, so then here's the other thing, is if you were walking down the street and were approached with the opportunity to pay a few dollars and walk in and see the donkey show, would you? To tell you the God's honest truth, I'm it's okay, yes and no. I would definitely go and start it, but by the time I see the gross stuff happen, I'm walking out. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know? okay. So you're like, yeah, this is for me. Let's do this. You'd go in, and then once the once the actual show started happening, you'd you'd be get you'd be out. You'd peel. The second, I mean, if she's just gonna jerk off a donkey, okay. But when she sticks the donkey's penis in her mouth, I'm gone, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, oh man. What about I was you, gonna Derek? ask what the donkey show was because you know I'm an innocent little flower over here, oh. but I, I got my answer there, and I, I can I, just imagine. I I did. Have you guys ever seen the the movie The Clerks? The Clerks Two? Uh, no. Maybe. Well, they. Have- they have a little spot in that movie where it's uh, interspecies erotica is what they call it. <laughs> interspecies but, erotica. All right. It's just another fight word for bestiality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, what so about Derek, you? Would, you, would okay. you go to the donkey show? No, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, no, well, you can't okay. see it. You, whatever so I'm, is saying, going I, I'm saying no in my uh, sober mindset currently, but okay, uh, drunk Mike <laughs> stumbling down a dark alley in TJ, uh, having a great time. Um, and then someone goes, Hey, senor, come in here and see the donkey show or whatever. Ah, drunk Mike might wander into that bar and, uh, see what's up. So on, I think my answer peek. is no, but, uh, I don't know. Sober Mike can't answer for drunk Mike. We're not the same person. <laughs> Somehow I see uh sober and drunk Mike curiously wanting to see that <laughs> sober mike oh a sober mike would be curious for sure i might ask a question or two but i am not walking in i don't want to see it um but uh drunk no. mike, i don't know that guy uh that guy that guy is up to some so he's up to no good uh he doesn't want those everlasting memories of that what that's about for you, sure you're walking down the street drunk and tj with your friends partying having a great time doing crazy shit someone walks up and hits you up and asks you to five dollars senior five dollars come in see the donkey show I would, I would be, I would be the last one to go in, but I would probably go in with you oh, guys. You could be persuaded. I, I could probably be persuaded. I say that questionably, right. but I, you know, it's like so. You what you're saying is, see that. 
you know. And willing, I, I, so totally willing Rick and questionable drunk Mike walk in. You're going to follow us. I yeah. I'm not going right. to leave you guys behind. Yeah, but oh, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it by myself. That's for sure, dude. But I just want to have the experience of saying, yeah, I've been there. I saw that. I saw the donkey show. <laughs> Also, I didn't think the donkey show ended at oral. I thought it went all the way to full-blown, like, uh, allowing the donkey to mount her kind of thing. No, probably is, but I'm saying the second I see anything like that, oh, Ricky. Oh. Yeah, oh, I, so can't, you're, you're, I can't do that. So you're out the door at foreplay. You're not even waiting for the uh, for the uh, culmination. Like I, said, I could barely handle the thought of her jerking off the donkey, and that's it, dude. You know what I mean? But anything past hand jobs. Ricky's out. <laughs> you're basically there just to call her a bluff. You're like, yeah, I'm going to call your bluff. Yeah. You know, and you're like, there, okay, yeah. you won. Rick, okay, Ricky's there you. to check that box so that for the yeah. rest of his life, he can say, oh, I've been to the donkey show. Yeah. Right. I've heard the stories, dude. Like back in the day, apparently the military boys would go there and they would see it all, dude. And yeah. All right. I was like, that stuff really Okay. <laughs> wow. But yeah, man. Not, not for me. Dude, how how stoked is the donkey on this whole thing? That is the coolest donkey to ever roam the earth. Dude, dude, to all his donkey friends and all that, he's got the greatest job on earth. He's just like, so they give you food to F a human? Like that's your gig? Yep, yep, that's my job. Man, you've really got the the you really got the uh fucking long end of that stick. <laughs> or she does. <laughs> She, uh, she she got the long end of this. He's like, yeah, every day, my man. Every day, my man, I go in there. Oh, man. You know, it's pretty funny when a donkey has a preference between blondes and brunettes, too. <laughs> oh, man. Like, what well, you're saying, like, the uh, the Tuesday afternoon B squad comes in and the donkey's like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I got standards. Yeah. They got to give the donkey a Viagra, dude, just to get him to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, I say. Oh, man. No. This has really degenerated into a uh, into a uh, degenerated state here. We've really taken it into the uh, the realm of disgustingness, which well, I love. We started our podcast a little bit that way, talking about gutter, weren't we? You guys want to hear a joke? I could change the subject that yeah, way. Let's oh, do yeah, it. we need we need some ginger, even though Mike doesn't like ginger. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's even it's even a, an animal joke on the base of the what we're just talking about too, kind of in a weird kind of way. All right, but uh. Spin okay. us out of it. So, so there's these three dogs sitting in the uh, veterinarian's office, right? Three Labradors. And they're all looking and talking to each other. And the first uh, two, the black and the yellow, look at the uh, at the uh, chocolate lab and go, so what are you in for? He's like, well, I'm a chewer. I chew everything in sight. I was just chewing my, uh, my owner's shoes the other day, and he got pissed. And now I'm here. He's like, well, man, what do you think they're going to do? He's like, tell you the truth, I think he's going to put me down. It's like, oh man, that sucks. And so the chocolate and the yellow look at the black lab and go, so what are you here for? He's like, well, I'm a barker. I bark all night long and people fucking hate it. And I, now I'm here. It's like, oh man, what do you think they're going to do to you? He's like, tell you the truth. They really hate me for it. I, th I think they're going to put me down. It's like, oh man, that sucks. He's like, yeah. And so the other two look at the yellow lab and go, so what are you here for? He's like, well, I'm a humper. You know, I hump everything in sight. You know, just the other day, the old lady was putting laundry away, and I couldn't help myself. I climbed up on top of her back, and I just started humping the crap out of her. You know, like, oh, my God. So what do you think they're going to do? It's like, you kidding? I'm just here to get my nails trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't totally oh, spin us out of it, but uh, that was funny. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Ricky, you are you are a a, a joke uh grab bag. You're you're really great at remembering jokes. I've always marveled yeah. at that. Like I'm terrible. I've I've heard a million because I've known you forever, so I've heard a million of your jokes. And even jokes oh, yeah. from other people, I hear them and I don't retain them. And I could never ever tell them again. Uh <laughs> well that's, that's the thing. If you tell if you guys tell me a joke and I laugh my ass off, it's just in my memory banks forever. Yeah. You know? Well, and you're good at telling them. So like even if maybe I don't know if you remember them verbatim or if you just remember the gist and then you can retell it well or whatever your secret is. You're great at remembering and telling jokes. You are. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I enjoy it, but other people do too, and it's a time waster and, uh, you know, a good little bypass time to do, so I like it a lot. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. time waster, do you guys remember that time we were driving up to Big Bear, and uh, we had that couple-hour trip, and we were, like, playing those car games the entire trip? Or You were there, weren't you, Mike? And we were like, uh, uh, um, we had to, like, say somebody's famous name somebody famous yep. their name and then you end oh, on oh yeah uh, yeah yeah the famous person game that's my game famous person name. that was so much fun yeah that is uh how's that, how's that go again yeah Re how does that Ex go? explain the rules again i remember so, playing I call, that I call it the, we actually call it the 100 mile game because you can easily chew up 100 miles on the road no problem with it so you're supposed to start off with any name which for example tom cruise let's say huh. so you always go in clockwise order so you start off with tom cruise and the first letter of the last name, the next person has to think of anybody famous that's first name starts with that letter. All right. So, so if like, I say Tom, you got to say something else like Charlie Sheen, you okay. know? And, and then, then the other person has an S because you said Sheen. An S. So, okay. And then, then it's Sarah Silverman. Oh, now you get an S again. Well, what, well with Sarah oh. Silverman, you got two two of the same. Isn't that extra points or something if, if it has? So what it is is that you have to get 10 doubles in a, uh, in the game to get a pass. You know, so if you say Sarah Silverman, Mike, you got to be like Sarah Silverman, one. And then uh. you'll be like Bob Barker, two. You know what I mean? So every time you get 10 double letter names, you get a, a free pass. So as the, as the game goes on, it's pretty easy because you know a million famous people. And they can't be character names. It can't be anybody fake or fictitious. It could be a president, a baseball player, an astronaut. It doesn't matter. As long as somebody in your group has heard of that person, it's a legal use. And so if you go around the circle, after a while, it starts to get tough to come up with like Y names or Q names or whatever. So you have to earn yourself a pass. So when it's on your name, you're like, I can't think of it. Pass. It's the next person's problem and not yours. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. And then one minute to give an answer. If you can't think of an answer in one minute, you're eliminated. Man, you got the rules down. Shit. Wow. A lot of road trips, brother. Yeah. A lot of road trips. Yeah, that's right, interesting. So you, 100 miles. Do you, want to do, a, do you want to do a quick lightning round of the celebrity name game together real quick? Ooh, I'm down. All right. Game. You start it, Rick. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So wait, Rick, and then Derek, and then me. I'll go last. There you go. Okay. Oh, and there's one more rule. Uh -oh. If you guys have one person, a uh, one name, like say uh, Madonna, she doesn't have a last name. You have to use the last letter of that word. So A. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Exactly. So share or something like that. Whoever has a one name only thing, you know. Okay. So that's starting off. I'll say Madonna. Derek, your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Uh... Anybody with an A? Ann Rand. No. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> no, is that not a person? And it's Ayn Rand, and it does start with an A. So you stumbled into it. You, you get it. So R. <laughs> I'm going to fail at this. Jeez. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, in in so in uh, in honor of you, Ricky, I'm going to say Raleigh Fingers. Ooh, okay. And I'll say uh, Fred Astaire. Ooh. Uh, Frank's oh Astaire. Um, you got me. With uh, an a. No, A Astaire. Okay. Um. <laughs> Derek's bad at this. Ow. Uh, yeah, that's the cool part. Is there a time limit here, Ricky? Or what you <laughs> one, one minute. It's called dead air. It's called... <laughs> Wait, did your Zoom feed freeze? Oh, oh you just no, can't no, think no, of one. No, oh, okay, no. I, I suck it. at this. I don't remember people's names. Um, Annabelle Zelensky. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I got one for A. How about Alec Baldwin? Oh, shut up. Uh, and, and, I'm, and, and then I'm I would say- use the I'm only saying Alec Baldwin because uh, my wife and I were talking about him lately. And uh, goddamn, dude, what a crazy situation where he accidentally killed, killed someone on the set of that movie, dude. Hey, so let me ask you this. Do you know the logistics of that? Because over here, all I heard is that he picked up a prop gun and just fired it and it went off and killed someone. Oh, well, that's about all I know. So all, all I know about it is um, he was on set. He was given a gun. And he fired the gun either during filming or pra- or like rehearsal or something like that um, for this movie. And uh, so the gun went off. And it wasn't just like the Brandon Lee thing where uh, a real blank went off and there was something in the barrel, like some foreign object, and it flew out and killed Brandon Lee. This was apparently like a real fucking bullet inside a real gun. And he fired it and it killed uh, the young woman who was, I think her job was like, um, I don't know, uh, director of photography or something like that, cinematographer or something like that, uh, killed wow. her and then also hit the director, right? He shot two people and she died. Wow. Yeah, man. So somebody, somebody put live ammo in a prop gun and waited for him to use it. I think there's a lot of splaining to do because live ammo should obviously never be on a film set. Um, Ever. But- Apparently they use real guns pretty often, but they use like blank rounds in real guns. And that's a really common thing to do. Um, And apparently it's really common, but still optional to hire an, an armorist or an armory specialist whose job is basically to oversee all of the fake or all of the, the firearms and all the ammunition, the blank ammunition, just oversee all the gun related shit on a movie set and they're in charge of it. But my understanding is that it's optional to hire an armorist um, uh, thing. So uh, I don't, and I think they did not opt to hire an an armory specialist person on this production. So that's, that's a bad idea, but yeah, dude, just the raw fact of there was a live bullet on set and inside of a gun means uh, there's some investigation work to do because that should not happen. There's definitely foul play there. And let me ask you, is that do you know anything about Alec Baldwin's positioning as far as legal matters? Is he got does he have to go to jail or something? Uh, dude, as far as I know, it's purely accidental. I mean, he's he's an actor. They handed him a gun to do his job and the gun went off and killed someone. I mean, I don't think he's liable, but I'm sure they'll learn more as they figure out what happened and who's at fault. But I mean, yeah. assuming it was an accident, uh, I really feel bad for him because God damn, I would be a complete wreck and just fucking crushed by guilt if I accidentally killed someone. Um, I yeah, God Absolutely. damn, dude. I, I can't even I wrap heard my that mind wasn't around the how first. I feel. 
I heard that wasn't the first incident on that set regarding uh, a gun mishap too. Oh, so, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. And so maybe I heard they were just also, being really reckless. Well, also the lady that got killed, I believe, was the wife of a Clinton uh, attorney. Oh, are you saying that there's a conspiracy there theory involved in this show? There oh, could be. There could be. Wow. Okay. All right. That explains a lot. All right. I'm Hillary not making you believe it. I'm just, I'm just putting it on a plate and serving it to you. Fucking Hillary. And they turned Alec Baldwin into a hitman. That's right. <laughs> it, was, it was a ritualistic he, sacrifice. He was an activated agent. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're uh, we're 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 breaking this one wide open. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, all I could keep thinking about is like assuming it is an accident, and I, I don't I don't think that Alec Baldwin had any um you know role Involved. to play in this other than just, you know, acting or rehearsing. Um just goddamn, that would be so horrible to accidentally kill someone and just have to live with that for the rest of your life. I mean, god damn, I'd be fucking wrecked. Good Lord, I mean, rumor has it he's not acting anymore ever again because of this too. Uh, so that, yeah. I'm sure that would be my first reaction is I will never do this again. I will be on a therapist's couch for the foreseeable future. Uh, but kidding. you know who knows? Ten years from now, he's Alec Baldwin. I mean, maybe he'll be back at work. Who knows? He's an incredible actor. I like the guy. I think he's pretty cool from what I know of him. But you know, goddamn, dude, I uh, nothing but sympathy for that situation because how horrible would that be? Yeah. yeah. All well, I know is there's no way Beetlejuice could help either. No, 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 totally. I mean, no. Uh, Michael Keaton is is not is not going to solve this problem. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All you can do yeah. now is just you know move on and hope for the best. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, shit happens. Is is the super cold and and callous response to that? But um, you know, what are you going to do? Like, damn, it was an accident, a terrible accident. But it takes a long time before you come to terms with uh, you know, an accident and just chalking it up to well, what are you going to do? For a long time, you're just stuck in that guilt mode, I imagine. I don't know. I would struggle with that. Yeah, came into that, sure. Like you said. Well, you know. on that on that bummer note, uh, it's time to wrap up a super fun and awesome conversation. It's always fun talking to you, D. And Rick, this was a ton of fun, dude. Thanks for joining us from the beautiful island of Lanai. Hey, man, I'm always ready and willing, man. You guys ever need a filler person, think of finger, brother. Fingers funnies. Fingers funnies? Are you branding yourself? <laughs> wow. We need a segment, fingers funnies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll just we'll just, uh, we'll just bring you into the show to uh, tell a couple racist jokes and uh, <laughs> break us free from the trappings of conversations like donkey show hunting and all that and then sometimes you just need a, a palate cleanser and then and that's when we'll that's when we'll i'm here for your amusement man if you ever you need me you just say the word i'm here brother man well it was great to see you, you great too. to talk yeah, to Rick. you you guys too and seriously let's think about doing that vacation with the couples and have a good time man that, I'm, we're in that sounds like fun man yeah. we'll talk more about that and we'll definitely have you back on the show again so we can shoot the shit some more tell funny stories and uh discuss whether or not we would go into the donkey show if given the opportunity and uh, <laughs> I think we've I think we've confirmed that the answer on all three of our our fronts is yeah maybe reluctantly but yeah yeah we'd be we'd be uh, we'd be in for the donkey show. You only live once, they say. <laughs> we know ourselves. All right, guys. All right, well, guys. tons of fun. Right. Great to talk right, to you. Man, you guys have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. All right. Love you guys. Right. Love Later, you too, man. Love See you, brother. Bro. Later, Later bro. Hey, this is Mike. Thanks a lot for listening. We really hope you're enjoying the show. We have a great time doing it for you. 
Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod or on our website, DerekandMike.com. And uh, don't forget to subscribe or follow the show in your podcast app. That would be super cool. Helps us out a ton. And it also makes sure that you get notified every time we put out a new episode. Also, if you know of anyone else who might like the show, share it with a friend. Tell someone who might dig it. That would be super cool. We'd really appreciate any support you can give us. Uh, We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. And until then, have a good one.